book of Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. I told you this morning, I had a message on my heart. Uh, I believe a timely message for uh, our day and age where we're at. Preached along these lines a few weeks ago. And uh, the Lord's led us in a direction a little different. Uh, but uh, just want to try to mind the Lord and, uh, and uh, speak to our hearts, particularly parents, grandparents, about, uh, about our children tonight. Uh, I tell you, we live in a time maybe unlike any time ever. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned it a few weeks ago on Wednesday night. There's always been troubled times. Always. And each generation has faced uh, different troubles. But uh, the, the, the way our children are being targeted in this generation is especially concerning. And uh, we need to realize what's going on. And uh, let's read a few verses here out of Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 23. And the Bible said, by faith Moses... When he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they're not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he came to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction of the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. And by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover, the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that, uh, he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. And by faith they passed through the Red Sea, and uh, as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, that you touch and help the service tonight. God, I know that the demons of hell would like to fight against tonight's message. Father, I pray that you'd give us a clear mind and, Lord, allow us to speak truth. I pray, God, that you'd touch hearts. Lord, particularly, Lord, those that are here that are parents and grandparents, I pray, God, that you'd help them, Lord, to find the strength to serve you in these days for their children's sake. And we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Now, everybody in here is probably familiar with the story of Moses here in the Hall of Faith. Uh, we see in, in this particular instance that the parents of Moses, Jacques and uh, Amram are being highlighted here in Hebrews 11 for their faith concerning the hiding of the child Moses. And of course, you know the story and how that uh, there was a command that went out from the Pharaoh to kill all the firstborn men, babies. And uh, when uh, Moses was brought forth, uh, they hid him there uh, by the space of three months. And we find out here in Hebrews 11, that they hid Moses by faith. Uh, can I say to you tonight that our children are once again the targets of organized government? 
And uh, we've got, uh, in our day, we've got a target on our children's back. But it's not uh, that they would be killed or thrown in the Nile River, but rather that they have a desire to get our children to forsake God and get our children to turn to ungodly lifestyles. And uh, so the children, once again, have a target on their back. Can I say that we as parents and grandparents and as a church have a responsibility in this day to hide our children in the same way that Jochbed and Amram hid Moses. You see, what happened was they saw the danger that was involved in the commandment of Pharaoh and they said, our children, uh, uh, this child of ours, it's, he's worth hiding away, worth trying to keep from uh, getting him killed, in other words, uh, and so we want to hide him. Uh, can I say that, and I'm going to deal with it tonight about what it means to hide our children, uh, uh, but I, uh, us as a church, uh, we ought to hold a high standard and a biblical standard. Uh, you as a family ought to hold a high standard, a biblical standard, uh, and try to shelter and shield our children uh, from the evils of this world uh, that are uh, more propagated today than possibly ever before. And I want to deal with several of those things uh, as we go down through this uh, tonight. Now first, let me say this, uh, it's time that we get our head out of the sand. Uh, I'm telling you uh, how the devil's crowd is after your children. I'll guarantee as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, up in New York City, they were having a drag march. And they had all of these uh, drag queens in this drag march, and all of these sodomites. And you can go online and look it up. It's right there, and the video's there. And they were chanting. They were having a chant. And that chant, during that chant, they said, that we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. That was what they were chanting in that drag march. Look it up. I'm not making it up. That is what they were chanting. Well, that doesn't surprise me a bit. I remember about 20 years ago, we were in Asheville at the Defense of Family Values rally. And uh, well, they were there, several Christians were there, a couple of hundred, uh, and many sodomites came in there, and they, some of those men were dressed in, uh, they were dressed in wedding dresses, and I never will forget what one of them said. Uh, he come down in front of us, and he said, we're not after you, uh, we're after your children. That's what he said. Uh, and I'm telling you, they are. It's the truth. The devil's crowd uh, wants to deceive and snatch our children uh, right out from under us. Uh, that's the reason that at the public library, y'all saw all that uh, brouhaha this week. That's the reason they have those books targeted at children. Uh, it's because they want to get the children. Uh, how can I say that's the reason that Planned Parenthood uh, is the biggest supplier of uh, sex change hormones uh, in the entire world? Uh, it's because they're after our children. Uh, and it's time we get our head out of the sand. Uh, you know, they can make a little old... Uh, uh, they 
can make a chant like that. We're here. We're queer. We're going to get your children. And some parents in America, they'll perk their ears up and look. And then the next day, one of the representatives of that alphabet community will come out and they'll say, oh, we didn't really mean that. They didn't mean that. And all the parents will go, oh, okay, that's, that's right. They didn't mean it. They didn't mean it. But it's time we get out our head out of the sand. They're not even playing anymore. They're not even pretending any longer. They are coming after our children. Now, why? Why children? I'll give you a couple of reasons. One is they can't have any of their own. So they cannot indoctrinate their own children. And so they must indoctrinate the children of others. The second thing is that they have to cut, find a subset of the population that will believe what they're saying. I mean, really, when a man says, I'm not really a man, I'm a woman, grown adults don't believe that. Now, there may be some that says, oh, well, yeah, we believe that, but they just say that so people won't laugh at them and call them a bigot. No grown adult really believes that. Uh, they, they can see through that. But you, so what you got to do is you've got to find somebody that still believes in Santa Claus and convince them at that age, convince them at that age that a man can really be a woman. And then it don't matter what we think that are old because we're going to die off one of these days and they're going to raise a generation that believe it's true. And so they're working to that end. And we see that Moses, he was threatened, of course, by Pharaoh and his parents hid him. And likewise, we should endeavor to hide our children. But let me say this to you tonight. It's not only, it's not only the uh, debate on gender that's threatening our kids. There is, as a society, we have an attack on everything decent. Uh, it's, not just, it's not just sodomy. It's an attack on everything decent. Now, I tell you, last night I was at the, we was at the Shell station, and there's a little old boy pulled in there with one of them Carolina squatted trucks. He thought, boy, if you could have bought him for what he's worth and sold him for what he thought he's worth, there ain't no telling how much money you'd have made. And he come riding in there, ka-thump, 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 ka-thump. And uh, he had some kind of music playing. I promise you, I'm not making this up. He had speakers under his fender wells. I never have seen anything like that before. Ka-thump, ka-thump, ka-thump. Put his little gas in his little gas tank. Got done, got in there and shut the door. And I guess this is Friday night. Seen him with my tie on. I'm sure he had me figured out with peg for what I was. And he cranked up some kind of Snoop Dogg something. And boy, he was a sad you wouldn't believe. I mean, he's using every word imaginable. I won't even tell you what it started with, but it's the, the bad one. And uh, boy, it was loud right there in that gas station. And I'm going to tell you, rub me the wrong way. And he come pulling out on his truck. He had to let out of it when he got over there to turn on the, the four lane. And I walked out there and I said, hey, buddy, that's real cute. That's real cute. I'll tell you what I'd like to have done. I'd like to have walked over there and drug him out of that truck, whipped his honey and stuck him back in there. That's, that's what my flesh would have liked to have done. But we live in a time that decency's gone. We used to watch Andy Griffith, and when he went over there and ordered that beer, in the city, everybody went, 
Now you turn on TV and it's like watching HBO when, when we was teenagers. I mean, it's every word in the world. Decency is gone. Our children are being raised in that and we've got to learn to hide them from it. Now, over the years, there's been an argument and said, well, if you shelter your children, they won't know what to do when they get out in the world. I'm telling you, you got to forget that nonsense because they're going to learn stuff that they can't forget and that you can't get them out of if you're not real careful. That's the, that's the mindset the world wants you to have. Let's raise them up in the world. That way they know about worldly things. Yeah, but don't come talking to me when you can't get them to come to church and when you can't get them back home and when you can't get them to do right and when they're living like the devil and when they're out involved in lifestyles. Listen to me now. Uh, that are the kind of things that nightmares are made of. Now, I know you can raise kids right and they still do wrong. I've got a message I'm going to preach on that. Moses had to make a choice of his own, uh, but we ought to try and do the very best we can uh, to make it the most likely possible that that they'll turn out right, and the way to do that is to hide them from some of these things. Let me say this. There's an assault on childhood innocence. It's unbelievable what kids know third, fourth, fifth grade. Let me tell you what happened. COVID. COVID, all them kids stayed home. Mom and daddy went to work. They spent all day surfing the internet without any parental supervision and they saw every ungodly thing under the planet and it changed the whole psyche of a nation. Now it did. It's changed everybody. Nobody's the same. All of these, you talk to every public school teacher you want to talk to, they'll tell you the same thing. Kids are not the same since COVID and it's not because they had COVID. It's because they sat home and filled their mind with a bunch of junk and they had parents that didn't care and parents that wouldn't get involved. Listen to me now. And now we're living with the consequences. I'll guarantee you. So when we talk about hiding our children, what are we talking about? We're not just talking about hiding them from the filth of this world, though that's not a bad idea, but hiding them in the rock of ages. The Bible said in Psalm 32 and 7, Thou art my hiding place, thou shalt preserve me from trouble, thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Now, if you don't hear anything else I say, hear this right here, and I've got three little points I'm going to give you and we're done. It's not enough just to tell your children it's wrong, though you should, but that's not enough. It's not enough to just monitor what your children are looking at on the Internet, though you should. That's still not enough. It's not enough to just bring your children to church three times a week, though you should. Still not enough. The only hope that any of these children have is that they would know and have a personal relationship with Christ. The only safe place they can hide is within the rock of ages. So that's what I'll talk to you just a little bit about. We're going to take Jock Bed and Amram. I'm going to give you three things about them that they believed God for and had faith in concerning their children. Number one, they had faith in the potential of Moses. 
Now, the Bible said here in verse 23 that they saw that he was a proper child. Now, I want to ask you a question. We've had a lot of babies around here, got some more that are on their way. When you take an infant and you carry an infant in here and you've got two infants one side by side, how can you look at one and say that it's any better than the other? I mean, uh, it, it can't do anything for itself. It's really... It's really, you know, you can't take three infants and go, oh, that one's a dandy, but these two are deadbeats. You can't do that with an infant. But you see, Moses, his parents said, this one is a proper child. How were they able to do that? I'll tell you how. They believed God by faith that Moses was going to be a proper child. It was a, this whole chapter is about faith, and so it was about believing God. And so they believed God for the potential that was in Moses. Let me say this to you today. In our current society, we're raising a bunch of, ch- a bunch of kids that are going to grow into young adults and all they can do is sit in a dark basement and play video games, smoke weed, have no, have no, have no uh, aspirations for tomorrow, no interest in starting a family. I'm telling you, you look at the statistics, uh, uh, most uh, young people don't have an interest in a family. They don't have an interest in God. They're not excited about work. They have no purpose of life. And that is the result of what we are doing to them. Society is doing to them through warping their minds and through uh, uh, psycho, uh, psycho, uh, uh, engineering and trying to get them to think a certain way and there is uh, their wasted potential. I mean you think about what a young person can do. Uh, Think about the young people at this church. Uh, They have a great potential uh, uh, but instead of trusting God by faith to make something out of their children, uh, the majority of parents let their kids go uh, let them raise their self. They don't care where they're at. They don't care who they're there with. They don't care what they're doing uh, and then these kids turn in uh, my friend the thugs uh, and it's all a problem and it's a cycle and then they raise kids just like I'm telling you we've got to get interested uh, and realize there is a great potential uh, in our children there's a great potential and so Moses said I'm going to trust God by faith to make something out of these kids I tell you uh, the current society we're in how would you like to be a sixth grade boy right now. You're told, don't be a boy. Don't fuss, don't fight, don't be competitive. Did you know they're going as far in schools across America, they're taking out the urinals out of schools because they want little boys to think they're little girls. And they're taking away everything. You know what I like to see when we go out here out back and, and play? I like to see these boys get out there and roughhouse and push one another down. Amen. And be boys. We've got to realize that these children have a God-given potential. No telling what they could be. They can make a major impact and make a major difference. But I'm telling you, we've gotten to where we're so scared of that crowd. We're afraid they're going to talk bad about us. We're afraid they're going to call us a name. And so we're just letting them take over and just sitting in the corner and and wringing our hands and nervous and worried to death that something bad's going to happen. I say hogwash on that. You see there's potential in these little children. 
And we ought to want them to live to experience all that potential that they can. You know what church is about? Church is about helping kids uh, earn the potential through faith of what they can be. Because how many of you will agree with me tonight, the best life you can live is for the Lord. It's the best life you can live. And boy, I, hey, I want to see these kids, not just my kids. You know, I've, I've pretty well raised my kids. Pretty well raised my kids. I'm pretty certain that, you know, that, that they're on their way at least, on their way. Now, they could still mess up, but they're on their way. But guess what? I got a grandson coming on. And I'm going to have to, hey, I, I, I'm going to have to help hide him because this world's after him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The world's after him. This world system wants to destroy him. He want, they want to ruin him. They want him to have no ambition in life. They want him to be, uh, my friend, just another number and, and sit around and, and take some medication and get by and do just enough with society to pay a little taxes but not rock the boat. What I want out of his life is him to be exceptional. I want him to live up to a potential. I want him to succeed. He can only do that if he's hit properly in the rock of ages. They had faith in the potential of Moses. So they invested in him. They engaged with him. They prayed for him. Why? Because they saw his potential. Can I say to you that most people are content with their children being depressed, anger-filled adolescents with no purpose in life. But you shouldn't be content with that. You shouldn't be content with that. Number two, not only did they have faith in Moses' potential, but they had faith in God's promise. You know really what all that killing of the babies was about? I'll tell you. Well, number one, the devil's crowd always loves to kill babies. Number two... There was a promise of a deliverer for Israel. And so when those babies got killed, the devil was saying, see there, God's word is not true. You can believe what you want to, but the attack of the devil is always to discredit the word of God. God's word said in the beginning, made he male and female. Somebody said Jesus never said nothing about the issue of sodomy. Well, I, he said this. He said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. He said that. That's what Jesus said. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. Hey, man, now. I'm telling you in this day and age, it's an attack on the truth. You see, the devil's crowd does not like absolute truth. They hate it. Now, listen to what I'm getting ready to tell you. I'm fixing to load the wagon. The byword of these days is to live your truth. Live your truth. Because guess what? If everything's true, then nothing's true. It's all live your truth. You want to say the sky's orange? Okay, that's your truth. Sky's orange. And everybody else better say it's orange or you're a bigot. You, hey, you won't say that a man can be a woman? All right, a man's a woman. Everybody else better agree with it too or you're a bigot. You won't say a man, had, you won't say a man can have a baby? Why, well, we all know that's false. 
It's basic biology. Basic biology. Huh? But look at your iPhone. Go on there and look in your emojis. There's a pregnant man emoji. That's the truth. Pregnant man. Hey, watch this. Most of these articles that you read about pregnancy these days, they call them pregnant persons. Instead of a pregnant woman, they call it a pregnant person. You know why? Because they want you to believe that a man can have a baby. And best goodness, if you don't believe it, you're in trouble. If you don't believe it, that means you're a terrible person. Why? Because, and really what it is, is it's an attack on truth. Because if everything's true, then nothing's true. And they don't like the absolute truth of the Word of God. And so it's, a, it's an attack. It's an attack on the truth. They want to say there's no way that there's this absolute. They want everybody to live their own truth unless your truth is the Word of God. And then, buddy, you better not live that. That, you can't live that, live, but live any other truth. Uh, live any other truth that you want to live. It's an attack on the truth of the Word of God. Let me say this to you. I'll make sure I don't miss anything right here. I'm trying to slow down and look at my notes. Note how Pharaoh attacked the truth. He attacked the truth by killing men, boys, men, men babies. Getting rid of the men. Now ask a question. <laughs> I'm telling you, God showed me stuff right here I've never seen before. I ask you a question. If you're going to control population, if that's what Pharaoh was interested in, was controlling the population, what should he have killed? The girls. China's done it for 2,000 years. If you're going to control population, you don't kill the boys. You kill the girls. That's how you control population. So apparently... Pharaoh was not interested in controlling the population. What he was interested in doing was robbing them of their power. You know why? Because God put men on this planet to be leaders. I, I mean, that's just biblical. Biblical masculinity is hated in this world. God put men on this planet to be leaders and to be strong and to be protectors uh, and to be wage earners. Uh, that, hey, that is the meaning of mankind. Men were put here to do those things. And Pharaoh knew if he could destroy the men child that the Hebrews would have no leadership. Boy, the devil never does change tricks. He's doing the same thing today. He wants our boys feminized. Everything about being feminine is the virtues of, of a woman are held high, but any attributes that have been common to males are said, that's toxic. We've told our, we've told our little boys, you can't, you can't roughhouse. You can't, you need to be more feminine. Everything's more feminine. And we're raising, we're bringing, the devil is bringing up a society that'll have no leadership. Our churches, our churches are allowing it to happen and then we'll have no leadership in our churches because we're not raising any real men. Women, biblically, were put on this earth to love and nurture 
thank God for that. When I, when I got hurt, I didn't run to my daddy. I run to my mama. Because I knew, you know, if I run to my daddy, he's going to be videotaping it and laughing. And that happened, true story. I was nearly dead. But my mama was going to take me up in her lap and going to rock me and pet on me. That was the, that's the nature of a mother. A na- the nature of a mo- mother is to nurture. The, likewise, the nature of a man is to be a leader and to be a protector. And that's the way it ought to be. It's the way God made it. But in our day, what's under attack? They redefine women in the 60s and now they're working on destroying the American man. Where are the men? Where are going to be our leaders? Where are our strong men? Huh? You hearing what I'm saying? Boy, I could get into a thousand. I've got so much stuff in my mind that I could deal with right here, but I don't know how, how deep to go in it. Just suffice to say, there's a lot of things that over the years have been common to man that they're weeding out. They're no longer common. In society, not just the church, but society as a whole is going to suffer because we don't have any real men. And so that's what they're attacking in our present day. I say at the Concord Baptist Church, uh, if these boys want to get out there and rough house and push around and drive trucks and have a bulldozer, amen, uh, and act like boys, I say, whoo, hallelujah, get her boys. Put them a Bass Pro Shop hat on their head and a fish hook on their bill. Amen. I didn't, I didn't go so far as to say a dip of Copenhagen. I didn't go that far. But it might not hurt. Let's raise some men. Let's raise some men. The Lord's coming and I'm glad that he is. But if time lasts, where will our society be with no real men? You ladies, those of you that are married, when you're looking for a husband, was you not looking for a real man? Sure you were. You didn't want somebody that, if you was laying in the bed at night and you heard a breaking glass, that there'd be an argument about who's going to go out there and face the robber. Right? You expect your man to do that. You expect him him to go out there and face the robber. Rightfully so. So there's an attack. We got to hide our children from it. I said we got to hide our children from it. Fro will tell you. I'm hurrying, Trevor, right now done. Fro will tell you. You know the fights at the high school. I remember we fought. In the middle school. How many of you remember got caught fighting at the middle school at East Yancey? Kenny Sparks take you in there and put boxing gloves on you and take you down there to the football field. And it wasn't an option. You, you, didn't, you didn't get to say, I don't want to fight now. No, Kenny would throw you together and say, fight it out. Get it over with. Get it out of your system. I think we ought to bring it back. Catch them fighting, put boxing gloves on, take them to the football field and let them fight they're done. That'd make men out of them. You know what? We didn't have no school shootings and stuff. They got out of their system. A lot of times got out of their system. We need men. Got to hide our boys. Listen to me. 
Mamas, if you got boys, encourage them to be boys. Let me say this, mamas, encourage your husbands to be men. That's exactly right. Encourage them to be men. Hey, if they're going to do manly things, say, that's right, be a man. Be a man. That's what we need. We need, we need somebody to be a man. Let me give you this thirdly, and I'm done. There's faith in God's promise, but then there was faith. They had faith in God's power. Eventually, Brother Neil, what they had to do was put Moses in that ark and push him out into the Nile. And at that point, there was nothing else they could do about it. But trust God. You know, eventually you get your children to a place where you just got to push them out in the Nile. Boy, you better have done your job hiding them, hiding them before you push them out there. But how many of you will agree with me? There comes a time when all you can do is pray. Huh? Todd sent me a, a message just last week, and he was talking about, you know, he's, both his girls are married now. Now, I'll say this. I've never had a girl to get married. So I don't know how I'll be about that. But he's all worried about them. And he's like, do you not worry about Trey? I said, not a bit. He said, well, how's that? I said, I felt like when he walked down the aisle and I hitched him, that was checkered flag, brought him across the finish line. I said, whoo, hallelujah. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Whatever he does now is up to him. <laughs> Pushed him out into the Nile. Praying for God's power in his life. I'm telling you, there's a lot going on in our society. Now, I don't, I'm big on, I'm big on religious education. I'm big on it. I didn't used to be. I put my kids through public school, two of them, and then the third one I've since taken out and put in Christian school. But at this point, I'm a major believer in it. And if you'd like to talk to me about why afterwards, I'll let you know. I'm a, I'm a major believe, believer in Christian schools and home schools. I'm a major believer in it because of the way our society has become. But I'm not saying you're a bad parent if you send your kid to a public school. But what I am going to say is if you're going to send your kids to a public school, you're going to have to work harder than the rest because they're going to be double exposed. So that just means, what that means is you're going to have to, it's fine if you want to send them. I'm not downing you. I don't think you're a subpar Christian. I don't think you're a bad parent. But if you're going to send them to a public school, just know you're going to have to work that much harder. You're going to have to work that much harder at keeping them where they need to be with the Lord. Because they're going to get exposed to stuff at school. They're going to get exposed to stuff at Christian school. I mean, let's be honest. At a Christian school, they're going to get exposed to it. But at a public school, it's multiplied. But sometimes, Billy, all you can do at night is shut their door, look up to heaven, and go, Lord, I'm just trusting your power. Y'all know, and I've told the story, the Vinian Blade story a thousand times of Trey. If you've never heard that story, he came home one day, he was having trouble, fell in all his classes in sixth grade, caught dipping in the school, had a pair of my handcuffs in his backpack. It was just bad. Everything was bad. 
And I said, Trey, what is your problem? He says, my friends, Daddy. I said, who are your friends? He said, well, Vinny and Blade. And I said, son, right there's your problem. You're in an Irish mob. Vinny and Blade. Italian mob. You're in an Italian mob. Uh, So we worked on it and prayed. And I couldn't tell you the night, so I stood at his door and said, Lord, just help him. Beverly got me a calendar for Christmas. It's got different pictures of my family on it for every month. And it's right there where I go out at night to feed the dogs. And I stand there most nights with my hand on that calendar and say, Lord, help. Help. Because there comes a time when that's all you can do. But aren't you glad we got a God that's powerful enough? Some of you, and there's no secret about it. You've, you've told everybody, everybody knows. Some of y'all live in the nightmare. You are. And tried. Tried to do the right thing. Pushed them out into the Nile. And it didn't work out like you wanted it to. At that point, all y'all can do is just trust the Lord and his power and have faith and pray. That God will bring them back around. Get to the place where that's all you can do. Is say, Lord, it's in your hands now. You got to take care of it. Nothing else I can do. I hit them while I could. Now they're out into the Nile. I'm just trusting your power, Lord. In the end, Moses had to choose for himself. I may preach that next Sunday. Moses chose to suffer the afflictions of the people of God. But in the end, it was his choice. Jacques and Amram did what they could. But in the end, it was Moses' choice. God help us to hide our children. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to pray. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We just pray today, Lord, that you'd touch and help God in the time of invitation. And we'll thank you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I just preached my heart and what God gave me about hiding our children. There might be some folks that just say, preacher, I'd like to come pray. Maybe you want to pray for your family. Maybe you want to pray for the young families here at the church. Maybe you've got other objects, children that you want to pray for, people that you know. You say, I'd just like to come pray and ask the Lord to help me to hide my children, to hide my grandchildren. I don't want this world to corrupt them and a lot of these things of the world. And I'd just like to pray for some folks tonight that are on my heart. The Lord is able. The Lord's able. Maybe you just want to say, Lord, I've done put them out in the Nile. Now I'm just trusting you. Now I just, all I know to do is trust you and your power have faith in your power for them to make the right decisions. If they're astray, to bring them back. Our Father, Lord,